Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. That's right, the same John Ratzenberger that played the part of the very handsome mailman on the TV show Cheers. Now, it's a little-known fact that, in my heart, I'm just a country boy. Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. Some say feeding cattle is more of an art than a science. However, we rely on science to dictate how to utilize available feedstuffs and how best to feed them to help cattle stay healthy and perform up to their genetic potential. Dr. Kamal Majun received his master's degree and a Ph.D. in dairy science from South Dakota State University, as well as master's degrees from universities in Morocco and France. Upon graduating, Dr. Majun completed a postdoctoral program with the USDA ARS before joining the Alltech Research Department. The subject of this podcast is about an Alltech developed diagnostic tool that evaluates cattle feeds using a unique approach that is different from what has previously been used in the field. Okay, so uh, well, well, welcome aboard, Doctor. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, John, for having me. Oh, not at all. Pleasure. And uh, so what is IFM, in, in vitro fermentation model from, from Alltech? Yes, uh, John. So uh, IFM stands for in vitro fermentation model. Uh, it is a support uh, tool uh, that we develop for uh, nutritionists and veterinarians as well to, to evaluate and troubleshoot dairy rations and beef rations. Uh, in order to maximize feed efficiency and uh, optimize feed cost. We have been using this uh, tool uh, at Alltech for the past 15 years, oh. among other other tools. And uh, since 2011, we decided to make it available to our customers uh, and to offer them something that is uh, different from what has been offered in the field here. Uh, to date, uh, this service is, is totally global we have labs in all six continents we have labs in the us in the uk in england uh, labs in uh, new zealand china brazil and south africa so pretty much every corner of the planet we have a lab that uh, does this kind of work yeah do you travel to them do you travel yes i have been to to brazil and uh, new zealand uh, multiple times for uh, helping set up the labs and set up the procedures first and helping uh, producers in the field yeah. yeah did your growing up in 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 europe in morocco help you with the portuguese in brazil <laughs> uh not, uh, not so much i mean yeah, I can... geographically it's not that far no but Yes, different, completely different language. Yeah, and I live in the north part of Morocco a little bit, spoken some some Spanish, so I right, do right. understand a little bit, but no, no Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. So 
the, the tool, we are not trying to substitute what's, what's been done in the field, but it's another uh, complement in the toolbox of nutritionists to troubleshoot problems in, in the versions. And uh, we, we recommend that other farm uh, management practices uh, be evaluated when, when there are problems uh, on a given uh, farm. Uh, because we know that nutrition by itself it only accounts for about 50% of, of the variation that we see uh, in milk production, for example. So there's a lot of other things going on that, that may be happening. It's not just nutrition. Yeah. Well, what about the application of specific mathematical models? Uh, yes. So uh, with, with this technique, so I would just give a little bit of background. So what we are doing is to simulate human fermentation. So we incubate a given feed sample in a, in a medium of uh, human fluid and a buffer system. Uh, then we monitor gas production that's coming from the fermentation of that feed. Methane? Uh, methane and, ca and carbon dioxide. Uh -huh. So when feed ferments uh, in the human, there is production of gas and microbial protein uh, protein uh, as well so that gas production we use it as a proxy to study the digestion uh, kinetics by that i mean how much is digested and what's the speed of that digestion and we have uh, special mathematical models or equations that we fit to that gas curve to give us specific uh, fractions of carbohydrate uh, we are mainly interested in starch those are what we call the soluble carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. They ferment fast. Uh, 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 sugars as well, it's another example of that category. And the other category is the fiber, which is slowly, slowly fermented in the rumen. So by applying mm -hmm. those equations, we can give estimate of how much is those fast carbohydrates and how much is slow carbohydrate. And it is important in the ruminant nutrition. So the sugars, uh, are they contained in milk naturally? Uh, and, and a different form, yes. It's, a, it's a lactose, yeah. So the uh, carbohydrates they are, they ca turn into the sugars? Yes, yeah. So what happened in the Roman, the carbohydrate, they get fermented. They go to different pathways of, of fermentation. They end up as volatile fatty acids. Those are organic acids that are produced in the Roman. Mostly it's propionate acetate and butyrate. The propionate, it's what gives us glucose, and the glucose is converted to lactose in the mammary gland or, or, or in the other, yeah. So that's the bad way. So why IFM? Uh, why IFM? We think of it as it's a really unique uh, diagnostic tool uh, that simulates human fermentation. It's not only give us an estimate of digestibility, but the rate of that digestion, how fast or how slow is the digestion. Uh, we also uh, take measurement of the product of fermentation. So as I said, the women fermentation will give gases, which, which are lost of energy pretty much, the methane and the carbon dioxide, but also those volatile fatty acids that are converted into energy to the cow. Mm -hmm. And we also measure microbial biomass production, how much microbial protein is produced in the woman, which is very important to make milk protein. Oh. So it's kind of a comprehensive approach. We are not just looking at digestibility, but all the 
byproduct of, of, of human fermentation and the kinetics of that digestion. Uh, if we compare it to what's available in the market, usually what we do is only chemical composition and digestibility of feed. That is how much is digested at certain mm. time points. We don't do it continuously. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, how does IFM work? Um, so basically, it's a it's a it's a human simulation technique. We incubate feeds in a human liquid. We we take a human fluid from cannulated animals. Those are animals that have opening in the human or in the stomach. We take a human liquor and mm -hmm. we mix it with buffer system to 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 incubate feeds. And all this is done under temperature, regulated temperature and oxygen-free environment to simulate exactly what happened in the woman uh, of a cow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so during that fermentation, we usually uh, do the test for 48 hours and we measure gas production over time, which is done every minute. We measure how much changes in that gas production and we use that curve to to study the digestion dig, digestion uh, dynamics, uh, that's what what makes it a very unique uh, approach. And to that, we we analyze the feed for chemical composition, uh, protein, uh, fiber, starches, fat, uh, minerals, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we take all that information together to make a recommendation uh, to what we can make uh, make it better for. Uh, to improve nutritive value of the feed. That's the end goal there. Yeah. So you don't do that farm to farm. You do that in the lab and then yes. distribute it. Yes. So we take the samples. Those are uh, TMRs or total mixed ration feed. Mm -hmm. We do forages as well, uh, individual ingredients. We take the samples. We take it to the lab. We process it and we run it through this model and uh, go back to to the producers or nutritionists with uh, our recommendations and solutions, if there are any problems, yeah. Um, what what can the IFM analysis be used for? Uh, so, mainly is to evaluate the the quality of the feed. So we are trying to give a measure of digestibility. That's that's the basic uh, uh, element of of IFM. But to that, we are trying to go a little bit further to study the dynamic of that digestion, to understand how quickly or how slow those carbohydrates are fermenting, because that has significant, uh, significant implication on how much is available to the cow and also on the health and function of that rumen. So that's, that's the first point uh, of, of, of IFM applications. Also, we analyze the total mixed rations to understand uh, the interactions of the different feeds within that total feed. Mm -hmm. um, because most labs, they focus on individual ingredients, and we know that when we feed them together, they behave differently. And that's 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 very important to, to understand. Those. You mean the, the cows behave, the chemical no. yeah, reactions? The, the chemical reaction between the, between the feeds uh, and the interaction between the feeds. For example, if you feed corn by itself, it will give you a complete different result than you feed it with hay, for example, or with protein. Or, right. Because the, the rumen uh, ecosystem is very complex. We have different bacteria that they have different requirements. 
and different needs. So they need a, 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 a mix of different things mm-hmm. yeah, to make it work. Yeah. Well, how is IFM used to monitor room and health in, in the, the uh, digestive disorders? Yes. Uh, so uh, IFM is, is, is mostly a nutritional tool, but I think we found some great applications uh, to, to look at uh, impact of, of nutrition on women health specifically. And we know that uh, subacute subliminal acidosis, we call it SARA, it's, it's, it's an acidotic condition in the woman. The woman pH go below a certain right. threshold, and that's become a problem for cows, doesn't eat as much, and the woman does not function as much. So acidosis in, in diabetics, is that when the, the uh, glucose count is too high in the blood system? Uh, yes, it's it's slightly different mechanism how it is in in a human in in the cow in the cow essentially it's when we feed uh, too much grain like when we feed too there much corn yeah. Exactly, yeah the woman does not have ability to handle all that load of of carbohydrate mm-hmm. then the woman pH goes down because we are producing lactic acid uh, and so right. forth and the woman pH go down and that uh, goes down and that woman pH is uh, very inhibitive to to the growth of fiber digesting bacteria, the one that digest break down the fiber, they don't like low low pH, so they stop functioning essentially, mm-hmm. and and the cow goes uh, off feed, and we have we have problem to that. So that's how how we use IFM to to evaluate uh, acidosis the, the, risk. Yeah, the rumen yeah. health and digestive disorders. Yes, uh, so we use. Uh, measures that we take uh, during IFM test, uh, how much gas is produced and how fast is the starch is being degraded are a very good indicator of, of acidosis risk. So that's how, how we use that information. Um, the other thing, it's especially this is for grazing systems like in New Zealand where they graze very lush uh, green pastures, there is a risk of oh. bloat. There's so, a risk of what? Bloat. Oh, sure, yes. So pretty much the cow, they bloat because of too much gas being produced in, 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 in the rumen. And we found out that just by measuring the total gas that it's produced by the fermentation of that gas in the lab, we can pretty much predict if we're going to have problems you know, with, with certain types of gases. Mm-hmm. And in beef, there is a similar condition a little bit different. It's not due to grasses, but due to feeding too much grain. We call it fatty bloat. And also, if we know how much gas is produced by that feed and how fast it is, we can pretty much predict uh, if we have problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, is there any other applications of the uh, IFM tool to measure the carbon footprints of uh, well, feeds? Uh, yes, um, so we directly measure gas production and we have the ability to directly measure uh, greenhouse gases. Those are the methane and, and carbon dioxide from the fermentation. And uh, it is very significant when we look how much the rumen fermentation contributes to the total uh, greenhouse gases output per pound of milk. It's about estimated about 45%. Uh, that's coming directly from the rumen fermentation. Uh, so it is very important to have uh, tools that can help us to measure 
in order to to implement strategies to reduce those methane gases. And uh, our IFM uh, system has been accredited uh, by an organization that's called the Carbon Trust out of England. Uh, it is an organization that uh, measures and certifies the environmental impact uh, of chains, products, uh, and it has verified that IFM is an effective tool uh, for determining farm-specific, at the farm level, uh, the methane impact uh, mm -hmm. from fermentation. Yeah. Well, is there a, a good time to run the, the analysis? I mean, the best time to run an IFM analysis? Uh, to me, when I get that question from uh, from our uh, nutritionist or our salespeople, I think any time is good to run the IFM just to have a a consistent monitoring of uh, of the feeding and production system, mm -hmm. uh, just to keep an eye on on on, on the feed system in place. Uh, also, it is a very good uh, resource when things are not going well, uh, not as expected when milk production is uh, down for any reason that we cannot uh, uh, troubleshoot with other tools that we have. Uh, also, whenever we have a big change in, in forage uh, inventories, if we have new corn silage or new hay or oh, haylage, right. it's a very good time to do a, an IFM and to compare it to previous feeding system uh, to do that. Also, uh, it's a great service, I think, to, to our uh, people, uh, to new prospect, you know, to prospect new new dairies and, and all that. Well, where can we uh, find more information on IFM? Yes, we have a dedicated web page uh, of IFM that can be found at our uh, website. That is uh, www.alltech.com slash alltech-ifm, uh, where you can find uh, contact information, submission forms, and literatures on, on, on IFM. We have done live uh, research on, on the subject, and we have different uh, magazine articles and research articles on the subject that uh, I, I, I think it's helpful to, to the users here. Now, when they do uh, the, the website, the Alltech, all I just want to point out, is uh, A-L-L, there's two L's, A-L-L-T-E-C-H dot com, forward slash Alltech hyphen IFM. And, and there you go. Now, new technologies have allowed us to evaluate best nutrient profiles to feed today's dairy cows. We will continue to help dairy farmers provide the best nutrition available to maximize production. Productivity drives profitability. We continue to push for new products that improve the welfare of the animal as well as drive the dairy farmer's bottom line. Dr. Bajud, I want to thank you for being here today, and I want to encourage our listeners to join us next week to hear what's on tap in animal agriculture.